Into the bullet in the post-truth apocalypse quarantine edition. Uh, I'm Ben. As always, I'm joined by Gaz. Hello. And Mike. Hello. And because we are all stuck in our respective houses on lockdown, we are recording this through Skype. So the sound quality may not be up to its usual incredible standard, but we're just going to have to make do because we're technologically impotent. Oh yeah. Say it. <laughs> this week's show, we've got some some stories that we've come across that won't make a full episode, but we we think are too interesting not to talk about. I don't know what we're going to call it. We haven't discussed that. We've overlooked that in all the all the technological talk today. Anyone got any I ideas? Will. We'll worry about that when we're not recording it. <laughs> <laughs> First, we'll do as well. We'll do some weird news in a moment. Uh, first, Mike, well, thanks to new and returning listeners who's been tuning in this week. So uh, yes, Central Coast, Australia, hmm? Kuttak, India, Nord another Horn. Indian listener. Yeah, Nordhorn, Germany. Ooh. Aberdeen, UK. Pretoria, South Africa. Oh, back again. Wilno, Canada, Worcester, Ohio, Casablanca, Morocco. Wow. He's looking at you. In all the world. Is that the right film? Yeah. Buster Warm. Quazon City, Philippines. Welcome back. Belton, South Carolina, Dublin, Ireland, Burgess Hill, UK, Athens, Greece. Telford, our hometown, Little Rock, Arkansas, and number one, Fort Worth, Texas. Hey, where's Shady Nasty gone? Got the coronavirus. Oh, man. New York, in it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, have they got into lockdown yet? Not sure yet. Uh, it doesn't matter. It'll be over at Easter. Oh, apparently so. Apparently so. Yeah. Donald's fantasy, and this he literally said this, as as I think, on TV. He wants it, the country to go back to normal on Easter so the churches can be full and all those old people can go and stand in the pews next to each other and silently and invisibly murder them, themselves and each other. Ah, that's but he thinks it would be a good thing. It's not a bad plan if he's planning well, to, to do that. I mean, To save the economy... No, I don't think he's thought about them all standing next to each other and infected each other. He just wants to, uh, he just wants to sort of ignore it and it'll go away. Act like it's not happening. Oh, you mean like going? So this is the governmental response of uh, going down the Winchester, having a pint, and waiting for it all to blow over. That's how he seems to be at the moment. Bless him. But he's got such that um, amazing knowledge of science. Everyone says he must be a natural. He's yeah. got a big brain, hasn't he? Pat, he's a genius. 
<laughs> science schmience. Um, <laughs> well, wait till he yeah, gets it. But, yeah, well, Let's get consensus then, boys, before we get into the news. If the listeners haven't heard, our dear leader, Boris Johnson, has been... Dear leader, uh, it's like North Korea. <laughs> <laughs> it is at the moment, well, mate. Look at the way we're living, man. <laughs> we're on lockdown. There's a reason we're on Skype. So anyway, our dear leader has come down with the coronavirus. What's the consensus? Is this a PR move or do you think he's really got it? I just think Boris is really fucking lazy and wanted a few days off. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. He's, he's, got to, he's got to take it on the chin. Yeah. Well, I see this as two ways. It could be um, they could use this next week because uh, uh, a lot of us have been very British. Well, two sides of the British psyche and it's sort of a class thing. We've seen the people obeying the lockdown very obediently and easily and sensibly. And then a lot of, um, shall we say, more working class people just sort of thinking, fuck it, I'll do what I want. Fuck the, fuck the lockdown. So maybe now <laughs> they can, if they can use this and say, look, I, I'm the bloody leader of the country and I'm running the, the, the fight back against Corona from quarantine. If I can do it, anyone can. They can use it as that. Or are they going to use it to paint him as a hero? A martyr. Or did he well, just fucking knock his hands? Well, tonight, there was talk of 8 o'clock, where well, we had the, the apparently quite successful one where everyone went outside at 8 o'clock on Wednesday or Thursday and clapped the applauded and cheered the NHS staff. Apparently I love that. Quick, I love well, that. Well, you know, <laughs> clap for all you fucking want. Don't vote for a government that's going to cut them further. I know, um, hopefully people are going to realise now that who are the backbone of Britain that keep us going. Yeah, it's me, the fucking delivery drivers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, but, Only, know, for I will, years, I, Only for the next uh, 10 years, guys. Only for the next 10 years. I will be expecting my applause towards the end of all this because nobody stopped fucking ordering anything, have they? Well, I, I wouldn't know. I haven't been in work, but apparently it's been very quiet. No, well, Amazon and all that. Well, apparently Amazon are limiting what they'll deliver to you. Uh, yeah, you find... I wanted to buy some books, and apparently that's a no-go. Oh, right. Oh, well. My God, it's like Nazi Germany. I'll <laughs> <laughs> be burning you next. I'll tell you what, man. I, I don't want to be a knob about this because I do understand the lockdown and the science behind it. It's fairly simple. But um, I don't like the language of him. Um, we were reading something on the Shropshire Star, me and my housemate, and it was about, it said, uh, without a valid excuse to leave your house. Not a valid reason, a valid excuse. And I was raging at that language. Just so I don't need a fucking excuse to leave my home. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's a reason, it's not an excuse. It's almost as if they know you're full of shit. Because <laughs> if you notice, <laughs> every, every dog walker is in their gym clothes. Yeah, I am. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't That's fucking true. know. I'm, I'm meant to be self-quarantined for 12 bastard weeks. <laughs> 12 weeks. Oh my 12 God, weeks. Mind you, Mike, I mean... <laughs> we'll send you we'll send you care packages stuff like that 
Is there going to be loads of mad scribblings on the walls when we get there in 12 weeks? <laughs> all playing, no more. All working, no play makes me a dull boy. <laughs> in my own excrement, probably. Yeah. Hey, right, <laughs> shit on the wall. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, yeah. Well, just to update the listener, yeah, this virus is fucking with all of us in various ways. Obviously, as Mike's just alluded to there, he's to save his own life, got to like not see himself up in the outside world for 12 weeks. I can't see my parents for 12 weeks and I can't see Leona and the girls for potentially 12 weeks. It's ridiculous. Although I did have some fun yesterday. I went to visit them and uh, like we were sort of I was talking to the girls through the window and they all got very emotional when it was time for me to leave. But I was amusing myself by reenacting Star Trek 2. I was pretending to die and be Spock on the outside. Well, I was on the inside uh, where the infect. Yeah, it was lost on yeah. them, though. The reference was lost on them. I probably thought you well. were dying for real, mate. <laughs> 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 you scarred them for life. I'd yeah. be soon. Uh, because the plan is just to keep on working, keep on delivering through the pandemic. So, you know, I'm bound to get it at some point. Aren't I? I'm trying not to, but yeah. We'll see. I mean, so it's fucking with us all, isn't it? You're not sick. Sorry, Ben. So I went to the supermarket earlier. I went to the local supermarket, and you've got a you know, guy with a mask and gloves on the door. We're all queuing to get in two metres apart. We're letting one in, one out. Mm-hmm. Stupid. Yeah. I don't like it. But it's interesting, isn't it, how everybody's running to socialism now to save us? Oh, you mean this cold-hearted capitalism, austerity capitalism isn't just, isn't cutting it anymore, Mike? Is that what you're saying? Well, it's not, is it? The, the government well, is coming enough. in to rescue people's people's wages. Do you know what I mean? We're looking to the social care to save us. They're rescuing mine, paying 80% of them. That's it. Mm. Well, we're hoping to just keep making money like filthy capitalist pigs. <laughs> <laughs> Although there was a meeting to ask whether we were morally doing the right thing. I was just like, fuck yeah, because if we don't, we don't have jobs to come back to. So, yeah, this thing sucks so hard. It, it, but it is interesting. It's horrible and interesting in many different ways. But, like, it's interesting how easily everyone just accepts, like, being told. And I'm not saying the virus isn't real, man. I'm not putting my tinfoil hat on. It's just how how easily and quickly we all just accept what we're told well true it's crazy man um, what choice do we have though well i know yeah but it's just it's not so i was thinking about people that are dying from this yeah are they though mike are they yeah they are i know they are it's real <laughs> it's you mean it's nothing to do with 5g i blame the robotic pigeons Somebody uh, fucked. Someone fucked a robotic pigeon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is it with you and this this virus and fucking animals? <laughs> Isn't that how they all start? Isn't that science? No, it was this one was eating them. <laughs> but uh, AIDS eat, started that way. Eating them, but, fucking them. What's the difference? Well, good luck to the the bastard that wants to fuck a bat. <laughs> oh man. Kill them all. Kill them all. <laughs> I think Gaz is actually fucking the bats. It needs to be a bat genocide. 
And if not... you can't see that now. Well, anyway, I think, did we say we weren't going to talk about the virus? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of unavoidable, though, really. Yeah. Isn't it? Kind Let's of face it. Deal. Yeah. Well, I think we've mentioned it now and we'll move on, shall we? All right. So, yeah, um, do the news. Do the news. Let's get the boys' views on this week's weird news. Uh, I'm starting I, with the um, the sensational. He's on my laptop. Catches up. Oh God, it's crap. Hang on, I'll switch to the is iPad. The and... No, it is the laptop. It is not me. <laughs> Genuinely, this laptop has gone slower than well. He's slower than you. <laughs> oh, yeah. for God's sake, man! You don't need all of it. It's online. <laughs> What kind of Luddite download porn anyway? I don't stream download it, porn. I stream it. I'm on, I've got it. Oh, got to use and our no, Pornhub no, premium no. passes, guys. Oh, are they still anyway, free at um, the moment? I, they are. Oh, for wow. a week. So I'm going to bring oh, you the exciting news that over half of Britain surveyed think we should prepare for an alien attack in our lifetime. Interesting. Uh. A study of 2,000 adults found half believe in alien existence and think the planet should be preparing itself for an attack within the next 50 years. But far from coming in peace, 22% of those are worried from their lives in the event of Martians coming to Earth or any any um, race of alien that wants to rock up. Nick Pope, who investigated you... Yeah. Sorry, go on. Yeah. Sorry. But how does one go about preparing for alien attack? The government should have some kind of plan... Oh, the government. I'm, I thought you meant like me as an individual citizen. Like, what the fuck can I do? <laughs> oh, well, you can't do anything. Exactly. Just I'm just an ass. <laughs> Although, okay, um, sorry. <laughs> on the other hand, actually, interesting you mentioned that. Because I know where you'd be. You'd be part of the 20% that said they would cower at home. What the fuck? <laughs> well, I would yeah, be cowering. Yeah. I'd be masturbating. Oh, no, Who's no. going to attack aliens? Well, I'm going with the 46% that said they would fight with the human resistance against said malevolent oh. aliens, again, becoming my, fulfilling my destiny as being human and leader of the human uh. resistance. Oh, dear. Yeah, but you just... All right, Mr. Big Leader, why, why aren't you out there trying to fight this virus? Because it's invisible, Gaz, I can't punch it. You could headbutt it, rip its tits off. I couldn't. It's invisible, it's microbial. Okay. <laughs> you could shrink That's... yourself down to microbe size. Well, Mike, if you've got a shrink ray, I'll do it for the good of the world. I'll get to work Fair on enough. one. I'll get to work on it. Where are you going to get the stuff? Hey, it took, the took us half a day to work out. It took us half a day to work fucking Skype out. <laughs> By the time this fucking virus, By the time you built a shrink ray, Mike, I'll be dead. <laughs> the whole of humanity. And of old age, dead. not of the virus, of old age. <laughs> The universe would have ended by the time I figured that out. <laughs> your children and your children's children will be figuring that out. The last dying stars will become an ember in the sky. Yeah. Well, that'd be, that's coming before the end of lockdown, and we're not even at the end of week one yet. <laughs> no. <laughs> I wouldn't know how many times the words I'm bored have been texted to people. 
I, mean, I bet the number of dick pics sent has gone up exponentially. <laughs> well, yeah, because even all the uh, all the dating sites are now are saying like, don't go and meet people, just chat online. <laughs> I wonder when we'll I wonder when we'll hit peak dicks. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would depend um, on how long this lasts. Uh, would it be the same? My... Would it be the same point as peak virus? <laughs> it might be. <laughs> oh, uh, I'll finish this little bit of an article then. Uh, so Nick Pope, who investigated UFOs for the Ministry of Defence, said, and I quote, these fascinating findings say as much about distrust of government denials on UFOs as they do about people's belief in extraterrestrial visitation. Intriguingly, they also suggest that people who think an alien's invasion is possible believe one of the biggest threats will come from fellow survivors. Because mm. humans are dicks. They can be. When I'm not outside clapping the doctors and nurses, then yeah, 99% of the time they're dicks. Here's an insight into my life. I had no idea that clapping thing was going on until I heard about it the day after on Twitter and I was like, oh, that's quite nice. But I was busy crying my eyes out over a fictional space series in space. Oh, you watching Picard? Yeah. You know, because that's what I find emotional. Because to be fair, I really shouldn't say this. It's a can of worms I can't close. I know what they're doing is quite heroic. Quite? Very heroic, very heroic. Sometimes they're working without protective equipment. Right. But it is sort of their job, though, isn't it? Well, yeah, yes. they're trained. They're trained. There's no <laughs> doubt about it. But there are they are more susceptible to dying than the rest of the population. You know what I mean? Especially yeah. at times like this. I mean, that's why we should look after our fucking health workers. Do you know what I mean? And make sure they're paid well and have a good life because they do a difficult, dangerous job. And the paint delivery men. And them. And the <laughs> warehouse workers of the world. Yeah, supermarket yeah. workers. Well, you know. fuck, we're all fucked without them. Finally, people might realise that money doesn't do anything. It's people that do stuff. I'll still keep money, though. That's okay. I do like money. Uh, Just never money. have enough of it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, who wants to do the next weird news, then? I said, under this broken system... But it's fine. Uh, after you, Mike, you go for it. Okay, next up. Woman claims she's drinking sperm every day to protect herself against coronavirus. There you she go. Drinking her boyfriend's sperm. Ben, you just said drinking her boyfriend's sperm. It's 2020. This woman could very well have been drinking her own sperm. <laughs> Um, do you want me to read it then? Because um, I've got the full article for some reason, if you haven't. Yeah, it hasn't come up for me. All right. So health blogger Tracy Kiss claims she's found a bizarre new way of combating COVID-19 by drinking sperm. The 32-year-old reckons that digesting her boyfriend's sperm on a daily basis by, quote, directly consuming it or mixing it in with a smoothie, she will see herself safely through the pandemic. 
as well as drinking sperm, the personal trainer has been putting a product on her skin, and she even dubs it nature's multivitamin, and has been now part of her healthcare routine for over three years. Fuck. And she's actually quite a, a very attractive woman. Well, if she Good needs more it. sperm, I've got lots. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, she's from Buckinghamshire in Britain. I mean, she's drinking her partner's sperm, but doctors have slammed her unusual treatment. Though one doctor even described the method as, and I quote, extremely worrying. Mm. Yeah. Could she well... OD on sperm? <laughs> it's You could OD on anything. I so... guess so. Yeah. I mean, I mean what is sperm? Is... People say there's protein in it, don't they? Is it plasma? (laughs) (laughs) The spunk that sperm swims in is full of nutrients to keep the sperm alive. So, Mm. you know. Well, I'm going to have a lot saved up. I did. Leona is taking this uh, pandemic so seriously that she's like afraid to touch a male, stuff like that. Uh, I did a big shop for her on Saturday and she washed all the items individually after wow. leaving them to decontaminate for two hours. So I suggested to her that if I wear four condoms, yeah, the hazmat suit with a dick hole that I've made in it, and yeah. she wears a hazmat suit on the other side of the door, it would probably be safe to wank me off through the letterbox. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I don't know what the neighbours might think, but yeah. <laughs> well, we'll do it, you know, at night. We're not going to do it, like, mid-afternoon. No, wait, <laughs> Why don't you do the, the, the naked gun section? All right, Bob. <laughs> 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 Why don't you just be in at the sex scene from the first naked gun movie where they just put giant condoms on? Like, covering their entire get, body? Where am I going to get two giant condoms? I bet you can get one somewhere. <laughs> The rubber factory. Yeah, the rubber factory. Ye olde rubber factory. (laughs) Uh, I'm just going to have a wank in my hand and throw it at the window. (laughs) Well, don't. I hope she notices and cleans off when the girls come down. She won't be able to. She's not leaving the house. I was there outside the window yesterday. The needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. But yeah, <laughs> I am a hero. I survived Big Asda. Funny though. Oh, I went. Everyone was, I, everyone was obeying the rules, right? Because it like there was a one-way system within the store store as well. Oh, uh, man, so I can't even wonder where I want to go. No, 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 no. And you've got to respect your two metres distance. So it was really frustrating and awkward and lots of sort of waiting and thinking, oh, I'm getting too close and that person. Anyway, everyone's obeying the rules apart from one couple who were completely ignoring it and going up any aisle they wanted to, any way they wanted to. And I was sort of chunted under my breath. Like, uh, you know, like fucking, it's not that difficult. Like, I was like, fucking idiots. I need to get out because I'm getting annoyed. But then I saw one other person doing the same thing going wherever he wanted to but I didn't chunter to him because um, he was probably about six foot three and, and um, <laughs> he wasn't the same colour as me uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, 
he's earned it. He, he... <laughs> <laughs> a collective sacrifice. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not centering at him. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> right. Is there any, any more to that story? No, pretty much. She's drinking spunk. Right. I'll, I'll get through this one then as quickly as I can. It's similar to the last one. Sort of. Liz Crokin claims celebrities are getting coronavirus from a tainted adrenochrome supply. (laughs) Right-wing, quote, journalist and Trump-worshipping conspiracy theorist Liz uh, Crokin posted a video on YouTube last week in which she declared that the current COVID-19 coronavirus outbreak is really just a cover for the Trump administration to carry out the mass arrests long promised by QAnon the right-wing conspiracy theory that posits that President Donald Trump has been working diligently to arrest countless prominent political media and business leaders for allegedly being part of a global satanic paedophile ring. Holy shit, does that explain why Hanks went down with corona? Yes. Yes, and Justin Trudeau and his wife. But um, why would you need to release a deadly virus on the population in order to arrest people? No, no, that's a fake. That's a cover. The reason uh, they're saying that the virus is going on, and this is like the perfect cover for Tom Hanks to come out and go, I'm self-isolating for two weeks. I've got coronavirus. And in fact, he's been brutally beaten in Guantanamo Bay until he admits his crimes. Uh, <laughs> God, two weeks to break him. Oh, I mean, could you torture Tom Hanks? Yeah. <laughs> you just you love Tom the, Hanks? Put him on the rack and keep screaming, Wilson! In his face. <laughs> <Or> <laughs> would you James Bond him? Would you Casino Royale? Where they, you know, yeah, the old um, seatless chair, rope into the knackers. <sighs> you just scratched my balls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great movie, Great. though. The Queen's going to be laughing her bollocks off if Charles pops his cogs from this virus. Isn't oh, she? he won't. You know, the finest oh, medical oh, care available. You bastard, you got nowhere near it. It will be next in line then if he dies, Harry. No, no not William. Harry. William. William. I notice how all the royals and the politicians are getting tested, but we can't afford to test frontline NHS workers. Yeah, strange, that, isn't it? Well, you know, well, even if you show symptoms now, the advice is basically just just stay there. Yeah, stay where you are. Yeah. If it gets if really they... bad, then we'll have to get an ambulance to take you to hospital. Well, you might die because there might not be enough ventilators, but, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And that deal the EU offered us where we, 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 they let us back in the club for a little bit so they could use their buying power to buy, like, foot-tons of ventilators was apparently... Um, well, there's two mm. stories. One that is uh, Boris said, nah. And two, that they missed the email due to an admin cock-up. Bollocks. Great, that, isn't it? See something on a YouTube video. I don't know how. I haven't looked into it, so I don't know how true it is. But apparently some stories of government seizing shipments of ventilators that are passing through on their way to other places. Like stuff that's on its way here that the French government just decided, yeah, we'll keep this here. Yeah, I like we that. Might need this more than them. The guy, the video I was watching, the point he was trying to make was that like the idea of this union just kind of goes out the window at times like these, and 
people start protecting their own. But I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. We're British. We're the best. It never happens to us. Yeah, all right. Hmm. One good thing to come out of this, lads, is we didn't have to suffer with Liverpool actually winning the league. Um, oh, I, I wanted them to. Oh, fuck that. It's not the team, it's the fans I can't stand. The team deserve it, but it's the fans. Um, Why? I don't like Liverpool fans. It's it's not just the accent. It's They're just annoying. You know how much they go on about the yeah. past? How obsessed they are with the past and how much they go on about it all the fucking time. Or you don't want them to have something in the present to be able to boast about as well. Fair enough. Anyway, fuck yeah. All right. We're going to do this this episode. This is the first article for me. Uh, I found I couldn't do an episode on, but eh, I like the story. Is the um, Project A119 inside the United States secret plan to blow up the moon? Ooh. The moon. Goddamn moon men, probably. Well, I know Americans are trigger happy, but surely, I mean, I'm not much of a scientist, but blowing up the moon, wouldn't loads of shit fall to Earth and, like, devastate us? Yes, it would. You're talking about people that shoot into hurricanes? Yeah, I know. Yeah, this is true, yeah. Thanks, I'm surprised they haven't started. surprised they haven't started shooting at the coronavirus. I mean, uh-huh. gun sales have gone up. Yeah, that's an odd one. You just anyway. see big fat shirtless men with <laughs> with scarves around their faces and guns in each hand, like no virus getting me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just yes, firing into will. the air randomly. Yes, it will, Cletus. Yes, it will. <laughs> anyway, over to you, Ben. Right. So it was the height of the Cold War, at odds with the United States and former Soviet Union, both attempting to posture and propagandize their way to a win in a geopolitical dispute that dragged on nearly fifty years. Complicating matters was a burgeoning space race, one the US was losing after the Soviets launched their first satellite, Sputnik 1, in 1957. To avoid losing the propaganda war, the US went into scramble mode. First, it launched a satellite of its own, Explorer 1, then it assembled a team of the best and brightest, including a young Carl Sagan, to figure out how to blow up the moon. Wow. Instead of getting there first, Mm. Sir, sir, I propose that instead of actually getting to the moon first, we should just blow up the moon. Then nobody yeah. can get there. A little bit of that, yeah. <laughs> Are they going to blame it on the Russians? Look what those stupid Russians did trying to get to the moon. They went and blew it up. <laughs> you maniacs! You blew it up. <laughs> Damn you! The title. <laughs> The tidal system's completely out of sync. Uh, so me. Well, I'm glad they chose to just, I don't know, like build a rocket instead and get there, just try and get there. Yeah. In 1949, the Armour Research Foundation began studying the effects of nuclear blasts on the environment. Granted, the US has already been detonating nuclear weapons in remote locations for the past four years, they may have been a little late in commissioning a study on the environmental impact. 
1957, Edward Teller, the father of the H-bomb, began proposing a detonation test in space. Teller's plan was to detonate at least one bomb on the moon and another near it to test the lunar surface after the explosions. And he wasn't the only man to suggest it. Apparently the Russians are planning to do the same thing. Probably because they heard the Americans were going to do it and decided we should do that too. It does sound a bit insane, doesn't it? It's a bit. <laughs> I just don't see how it could possibly be. I mean, surely bits of it will fall on us. Yes, they will. Yes, well, right, let me read the next paragraph to you. By 1958, the US Air Force assembled a team to make it happen. Researchers believe that an explosion on the surface of the moon, so long as it missed, landing in a lunar crater, would uh, kill two birds with one stone. First, scientists would study the debris if they ever made it to the moon, which was still a few years from happening, as well as the fallout after the blast. But even more importantly, the explosion produced a mushroom cloud and a flash of light clearly visible from Earth, an obvious show of strength to the Soviets. And also, they wanted to collect the rocks that fell back to Earth. They could study the moon's surface without ever going there. Fucking hell. That's so lazy. That is. Well, if Mohammed can't get to the moon, then he'll blow it up and catch bits. <laughs> eh? Where's that come from? Mohammed the mountain. No. Never heard that saying. No. Jesus, what are we dealing with here, Mike? <laughs> you never heard the saying. I mean, I think I messed it up, but it's something like, if Mohammed can't go to the mountain, then he'll make the mountain come to Mohammed. Or something no, the other way. I, I have never heard that expression before. Well, that's what they were trying to do, isn't it, with the moon? Well, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Well, well, I unfortunately, you, you won't hear many. You wouldn't hear many phrases from the Quran whilst hanging around in your uh, skinhead white supremacist. And that. <laughs> oh, I see. Right. Actually, I think you're pretty fine. It's um. I don't do that, so that's one, one, another reason why I know very little about the Quran. I'm just joking, I'm joking. Ben's not a fascist, dear listener. Exactly. One of the least fascist people you'll meet. He just fantasises about it. <laughs> nothing wrong with wanting to be a benevolent dictator. <laughs> well, um, it, right, so is, is there any more to this moon theory what's your theory on it what do you think would have happened if they'd have blown up the moon ben well we'd have been whoever was like looking well wherever the moon was over the earth at that time would have been well would have peppered the earth wouldn't it? the shotgun going off probably and it's it's gonna fuck with the earth because the it's, moon holds us in a certain rotation and angle and yeah. if that's gone then all the seasons will be fucked up and it would cause climate chaos it would it would hit us like Cosmic shotgun. Exactly, a cosmic that, shotgun. That should be and the course, name for the track. And of course, there'll be giant meteorites coming out the sky for the next few weeks. Yeah. yeah. We'd have something to look at, wouldn't we? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest, right now in the middle of this lock, well, middle, at the end of week one of the lockdown, uh, I mean, I'd kill for a nice meteor shower to go out and look at. Yeah, it would be nice. Or to talk about, I mean, I have never missed arguing about Brexit more in my life. Oh, my God. <laughs> Remember Brexit? Brexit. Yeah. Fucking, 
Brexit was ace. So, you know, the way we were all just arguing and hating each other, like as if, you know, over petty differences and things. And uh, miss those times. I always said that Brexit was a side issue. It wouldn't solve the problems. Well, that's why that's why I abstained. That's why they fell in them magic money trees, though, isn't it? They knew they, they never lost it, Ben. It was always in the fucking the Cayman Islands. Yeah, it was always there. Anyway, Brexit was ace, wasn't it? Yeah. Talking about that all the time, arguing people being the, the one matter that got me into a frothing rage daily. Well, yeah. And hey, there's one thing. This coronavirus has sort of bloody washed over and put a dampener on the fact that our local ice hockey team did the double and won the English, not the Premier League, is it? Yeah, the Premier League, not the First Division. English Premier League and the Cup. So, no, no, not the Premier League, is it? It's the division below, I think. It's the championship, technically. The, the Elite League is the top one, isn't it? Isn't Elite the one League 2? It's called the National oh. League, I think. That's yeah. it. The English National Hockey League. ENHL. Anyway, they cool. fucking win it. Yeah, good on them. And there's a few more games left to play if this season ever gets reconvened, but I don't know. Doesn't matter, we've won now. It might be 12 weeks away. <laughs> yeah. Yeesh. Who's doing the next one, then? Okay. Oh, the next one, the Black Deaths. Ooh. The Black Plaques, should I say. Plagues. Black Plaques. Plagues. Plaques. 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 No, that's what's on your TV. Hey, one plaque plague. is a thing, metal thing you put on a wall. It's a plaque. One one plague is a plague, so two plagues would be a plagues. Exactly. <laughs> so why are you saying black? <laughs> it's a plaque. It goes on a wall. Oh, black I'm so Just back to you, Mike. Well, I found this little bit of information. It's the London Bill of Mortality from February the 28th to March the 7th, 1721. Oh, so pretty... Uh... Pretty sort of current then. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, the date-wise, we've, we've just passed, we have long passed March the 7th, have we, so? Yeah, but it is about 500 years ago. Well, all right, either way, 300 years ago, isn't it? <laughs> 400 years ago, whatever. Oh, yeah. Well, everyone was dying and stuff back then, so go on, Mike, let's have a, let's have a so look. These are the list of people got. that died in London from that date and the reasons okay. for their death. Okay. Three people died because they were aborted. Right. 82 people died of old age. <laughs> Depends what old age you're going <laughs> to... He's like 40-something, probably. Yeah. Four people died of apoplexy. I don't even know what that is. No, me neither. Ten died of asthma. Right. Seven, doesn't surprise me either. Seven childbed. Right. One from cancer. Hmm. Two from cholic. Colic. Is it colic, is it? Yeah, some babies get in the cough. Two from colic. 88 from consumption. That's where you cough your lungs up. 152 from convulsions. Ooh. Well, epileptic people, no doubt. 25 from dropsy. 
I've heard of that, but I don't know what it is. One just says evil. <laughs> he died from evil. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if he died from evil or because he was evil. Yeah, it'd be like an executions thing, wouldn't it? Maybe. Evil. <laughs> Seventy-nine from fever. Uh-huh. Four from French pox. I think that's syphilis. Is it? Yeah, I think so. Explains why they named it after the French, don't they? Yeah. Uh, Sixteen. 16 from griping in the guts. Oof. Oof. I don't know what that is, but it sounds painful. Two from what I think is head mould shot or something. Head mould hot? You don't want to get mould on your head. No, you don't. (laughs) Definitely not. One died from horseshoe head. That's getting kicked in the head. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be in it, yeah. Or did he have a head shaped like a horseshoe? Either way, <laughs> kinda wanna see it. <laughs> Two from Jaundice. One, it just says lunatic. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> How did he die? Hang on, were they, were they killed by a lunatic? This is a question we don't know. Yeah. Did they kill by a lunatic? Or did they die because they were a lunatic? Yeah. Did one actually die then from from evil? Was it, do you think they were sacrificed to some heathen god or <laughs> by an Illuminati like society? Possible. It is. Two from mortification. No idea what that is. Maybe rigor mortis. Nah, uh, comes in after death. death. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Six from measles, two from palsy, two from purples. Could be the plague. Had them purple boils, didn't you? One of the blacky purple. Yeah. Was it palsy, or were they just pissed? (laughs) Sorry, sorry, terrible joke. Three died from something called rising of the lights. That could be epilepsy. Yeah, I suppose. Seventy-six from smallpox. Yeah, makes sense. Twelve stillborn. Eesh. Seven stoppage in the stomach. So also sounds painful. <laughs> sounds a lot like the griping of the guts. To be fair, doesn't it? Does a bit, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Num- number one strangury. I guess that's strangled. Must be three suddenly. Just drop dead. <laughs> <laughs> 42 teeth wow I wouldn't even I've never heard of anyone dying from tooth problems yeah they yeah, get infected let's just get infected yeah 26 from Tissic whatever that might be never heard of that Polish, Polish lager <laughs> 4 from Thrush <laughs> one, okay. from twist, one from twisting of the guts Oof. these gut ones are the worst for me I'm not impressed with it one from vomiting he's vomiting until you died yeah <laughs> what, 
One was water in the head. <laughs> wow. <laughs> One died from worms. Fucking hell. And then it's got a list of casualties below. Broken leg two. Right. Died of a fall at St. Martin in the Fields. One. <laughs> Excessive drinking. One. Yay! Legend. Killed by a fall from a horse. One. <laughs> scolded to death. One. Jesus. <laughs> and he was scolded to death at St. Giles without Cripplegate. Wow. So maybe he was a cripple. They forgot to let open, you know, lock the cripple gate. He got out and scared himself <laughs> there. Do you think they had a cripple gate? Surely a, a, a group of people who are missing limbs would be the easiest people to keep in a room. <laughs> Why do you need a gate for them? <laughs> can well, cling, some cling no. will do. Set it across the door. There. <laughs> A lot of cripples have a lot of upper body strength. <laughs> can, we, can we say Sorry. cripples? Good at can, can we not say cripples? You can say cripples, cripply, cripple, 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 cripple. Say it as Seems a little un-PC. <laughs> In these times, do you really think PC fucking culture matters anymore? Now that the fucking world's grinding to a halt. No, you can't cry about that shit anymore. Of course we can no, say... They can. No, no, you know they can. Little, no stupid little crippled faggoty retards. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. We, <laughs> you, did you say to me before the show starts? <laughs> hey, Ben, no dropping the M-bomb or being racist. <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I am not a dog on a chain. <laughs> <laughs> Bootlicker. I won't, in these in these turbulent times, I'm not going to bow to these PC fascists. Um, <laughs> you heard Greta's in quarantine. Is she? Oh yeah. wow! Well, she's done a lot of travelling on that boat. Yeah, she probably spread it around and killed more old people than anyone else. And all the well, they are the ones who are standing against her cause. Nah, she doesn't yeah. use, use aeroplanes. She just uses a boat uh, to get about. Well, yeah. It's slightly inconvenient. I mean, as, as oh, yeah, they pollute, but I mean, you know, twelve days <laughs> to nine hours. I know it's journey I'm taking. Anyway, let's not go on a Greta rant. I was only joking about the retards. <laughs> Fucking hell! But not the cripples. <laughs> I'd take cripple us as well. Fucking hell, if you're upset at cripple, you need to get a grip. Get a gripple. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get a gripple on your cripple, though. That's a different thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, looked down on. You've got to laugh, haven't you? Uh, I need oh, an excuse. Gav, we're stuck in the fucking house for 12 weeks. You've got to laugh, but... You know, if you leave your house without a valid excuse, um, then the government will give you a £90 fine and possibly arrest you and take away your freedom forever. Uh, I had to go and visit Mike the other night for, to pick something up. Just before the quarantine, wasn't it? No, no, yesterday. That wasn't yesterday. Oh, yeah, you did, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. 
fucking hell. Oh, I get stoned of you, Ben. I've just had a, I, just smoked a fatty. <laughs> <laughs> and my excuse was on a, Well, what I was saying is I'm taking shopping to my vulnerable mate and leaving it on the doorstep and walking off. As my, I have my excuse ready. Not I've just picked up some be- weed and I'm strolling home as fast as I can to smoke. I, I like how you didn't bring anything to drop me off. I hate that we fucking need an excuse. God damn it. This goes against all my sensibilities. Oh, well, Mike, I'd, I'd have bought you something if you said, hey, I need some bread. I'd have gone and got you some bread. You'd have tell me this stuff. Oh, it well. would have been nice to be asked. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing it again. Don't, 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 don't worry, Mike. I'm going to <laughs> I could be fucking dead in a few weeks, you sons of bitches. <laughs> Don't worry, Mike. I'm going to Nottingham tomorrow and I'm going to lick as many door handles as I can and then go and cough through Ben's window. <laughs> <laughs> so I keep the window closed, though. It's too fucking cold. Ah, <laughs> oh, fair enough. Right, should we do the next one? It's you, then. Well, this is a nice happy story for all the animal lovers. Oh, no. Dog Suicide Bridge. Why do so many pets keep leaping to a Scottish gorge? Jesus. Dumbarton, Scotland. I was sure she was dead, Lucky McKinnon said quietly. Miss McKinnon was sitting huddled in the corner of a cafe with her two children, sipping hot chocolate as she described the day three years ago when she was walking with her border collie Bonnie over the Overton Bridge in Dumberton, Scotland. Something overcame Bonnie as soon as we approached the bridge, Miss McKinnon said. At first she froze, but then she became possessed by a strange energy and ran and jumped right off the parapet. A bewitched dog lured to a leap off a bridge by a malevolent force. It sounds like a preposterous scene straight out of an old Twilight Zone episode. But Miss McKinnon's dog is one of hundreds that Scots insist have suddenly been compelled to throw themselves off the Gothic stone structure since the 1950s. Many have ended up dead on the jagged rocks in the deep valley bed below. Oh, fucking Resident, hell, this is miserable. <laughs> Residents of Dumbarton, which is northwest of Glasgow, began calling Overton a century-old bridge that stretches across a 50-foot gorge, the Dog Suicide Bridge. That's not fucking original, is it? Miss yeah, but it kind of sums it up, though, doesn't it? It's <laughs> not really original, though. Well, you know, it's on the point. It's to the point. It's very Scottish. But in a land rife with superstitions, myths and monsters, the bridge has been at the centre of an enduring mystery. Why do so many dogs jump? Local researchers estimate more than 300 have sailed off the bridge. At least 50 dogs have said to have died. Some say there are rational explanations involving the terrain and the sense of mammals in the gorge that may drive the dogs into a frenzy. Other explanations take on a more paranormal tone. Ooh. The bridge's location, hushed, lush, and sometimes still, fits the description of what the pagan Celts called a thin place, a mesmerising spot where heaven and earth overlap. People in Dumbarton are very superstitious, said Alistair Dutton, a local taxi driver. Oh, I presume the local taxi driver was a fucking expert on the super 
suspicions of the area, is he? Of course. And as he's a taxi driver from Scotland, I better do the appropriate accent. We grew up playing in the Overton grounds. (laughs) (laughs) No racist accents, no dropping (laughs) an M-bomb, and you have the nerve to do that, and you're calling me a racist. I've said nothing racist ever on this show, and there you are, dropping M-bombs, doing accents, and here I am just... I was. I didn't do it. Ben, you realise we cut that out, so if you didn't bring it up, no one would fucking know. Okay. Mike, cut that bit out of this bit if you can, but not the accent <laughs> bit because that's funny. Yeah. Um. Right. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. I'm gonna have to explain now. This is your fault for bringing it up. I accidentally dropped an N bomb when I was in character. Rapping as Tupac in an old people's home with Elvis. So I was in character and it just slipped out. Anyway. And the M bomb. This taxi driver, this N bomb here, he grew up playing in the Overton grounds. And we believe in ghosts here because we've all seen or felt spirits up here. It's the whiskey, mate. Despite <laughs> <laughs> all this attention, it remains unsolved. From a distance, it seems as if the ornate Victorian bridge is a mere extension of the driveway of the adjoining manor. So what do you think? Is it, um, are they smelling something? Is it something to do with wind currents and scents and something like that happening to these dogs? Oh, hang on. This guy reckons here. Sorry, one more quote. The dogs catch the scent of mink, pine martens or some other mammal, and then they will jump up the wall of the bridge, Mr. Hill said. And because it's tapered, they will just topple over. Still, he allowed the Overton grounds are more spiritual than other parts. What do we think? Well, you know, dogs don't see well, do they? Mm. They rely more on scent. Maybe they I think, do I think catch they see a whiff or something, yeah. and then, um, you know, there's, maybe there's some kind of weird optical illusion with that gorge where the dog thinks it's only a short jump, and it's actually not. Could be, something yeah. that doesn't play to the dog's eyesight. So they get a whiff of something and think, ooh, and go, oh, fuck, that's bigger than I thought it was. Yeah, I don't think the dogs are committing suicide. I think we can... No, (laughs) dogs are, like, the happiest animal in the world. Not all of them, if they've been mistreated. Most of them. A loved loved dog is certainly the most happy animal in the world. Yeah, but even, even a mistreated dog would not look to kill itself, I don't think. We don't no, know that. Sense of self. We can't say that for certain because we can't we get in the money. So you're not giving any credence to the idea that it could be an overlap between this world and the next. The old no, sorry. Yeah, I'm going to pass on that. Jump, little doggy, jump, jump. Well, who's saying that? If it's meant to be a cross between heaven and earth, then that's angels luring dogs to their deaths. <laughs> they want dogs to heaven too. All Everyone dogs go to heaven. Angels want dogs too. Yeah, but it's a bit tight, isn't it, to to murder them just so they can have them in heaven? It's like, oh, I like that dog. Come here, little doggy. Mike, if we've we've learned nothing over the years, it's that Christians are bastards. So angels are (laughs) bastards, aren't they? Bastards with superpower, bastards with bells on and wings. Come here, dog. Well... (laughs) Oh, I mean, it's terrible. 
They love shedding blood, these angels, don't they? They're warring angels, most of them. So. Oh, I wish they were being angels. I'd like that. <laughs> That'd be sweet, sweet, actually. Wouldn't want my popping down about now, actually, to be fair. I bet I could get an angel whore to wank me off through the letterbox. <laughs> Does that mean Lil just got to wear some wings and a halo? I think the only way I could get her to agree to it is if I have a specially made rubber seal that will fit around the letterbox that will just let her hand slip through in a glove so she doesn't actually have to penetrate outside. Can you imagine what I'm saying? So it'll be like, yeah. like a letterbox-shaped seal with a glove attached to it. That she no, can stick I'm, a hand. I'm trying to visualise the act, but I'm trying to envisage some kind of protective gear that will allow you to get a hand job. Can you stick your dick yeah. in the box? No, because then I'm, I'm <laughs> penetrating that. Then I know. She well, doesn't want any. Look, put a, a, a hazmat suit on, right? Mm. Literally just cover the uh, cover the, the um, letterbox in cling film. Right? Yeah. And then you just punch your erect penis through the cling film into the house. Can't get much more than that. <laughs> yeah, but his erect penis is contaminated, isn't it? Yeah, no, it's nice and washed. It's been cleaned. Just punch into the cling film, which has been sterilised. Ben, 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 she's ironing the fucking mail, mate. You're not going to touch my poster workers. Yeah. You're not going to let me dangle my cock in through the letterbox. This is what I'm saying. We need to construct a seal, a device, an airlock wanking machine type device. And I've just told you what it is. It's a rubber seal with a glove-shaped bit that will just go over the letterbox. I'll lift what up the flap. Have a wank? want to get wanked off through the letterbox. <laughs> just do it yourself. Just have a wank in the comfort of your bedroom and stop thinking of an elaborate wanking seal device. <laughs> Mate, I'm a key worker now. I'm a front line. I'm the front line. I, I deserve letterbox and. <laughs> oh, so is your plan to take it round every fucking address you go to? <laughs> Bloody oh, hey, we have a thank you. Oh, hang on, I'll tell you. Put this on your letterbox. You know, if I was a dog on a bridge now, I would jump. <laughs> <laughs> I would chase the proverbial ball over the edge into oblivion. <laughs> oh, I would fuck the letterbox in all fairness, and this is week one. <laughs> oh. Okay. So I've got the next one then, guys. So um, this is the only UFO sighting ever report investigated by British police. Ooh. And he was attacked by a UFO. Interesting. So, uh, when forestry worker Robert Taylor reported seeing an alien spaceship in woods near Livingston 40 years ago, it made headlines around the world. The Deckmont Woods incident is unusual among reported UFO sightings in that it was investigated by the police. They treated the rips to Mr. Taylor's, Mr. Taylor's trousers, try saying that, as evidence of an assault, but could never quite work out what happened to him. Well, well he could have done that himself. Well, That's in his evidence, testimony, hang really on, evidence. hang on. <laughs> let's, get, let's, get, let's get through it. Go on, then. 
In his testimony to the police, the 61-year-old described how he saw a 30-foot-high dome-shaped object in a clearing in the forest near the West Lothian Newtown on 9th of November 1979. He told how two spiked spheres then rolled out towards him and, as he passed out, he was aware of being grabbed on either side of his legs. They sound like giant coronaviruses. Oh, oh well, this is how it came to Earth. And assaulted it, Mr. Taylor. Are you, not, are you sure it wasn't just like an aggressive badger or a fox? Uh, I'm only telling you what the article has said. Okay. And this man's okay. account is. Um, he told her two spiked spheres uh, rolled out towards him. And as he passed out, he was aware of being grabbed on either side of his legs. Mr. Taylor woke up in a dishevelled state 20 minutes later. Mr. Taylor, who died in 2007, was a respected war hero and teetotal churchgoer. No one doubted that he was sincere. Full of shit. <laughs> in what he believed he had seen and the rest of his life, never deviated from his story. Uh, when he came across the spaceship in a clearing, the spite objects rushed out and all he could remember was a strong smell of burning. When he came to, the clearing was empty, apart from a pattern of, of deep, regular marks on the ground. He went to his van, but was so shaken, he drove it into a ditch and had to stagger home in a dazed condition. When he got to his house, he told his wife, Mary, we have all been there, to be fair. Uh, he had been attacked by a, quote, spaceship thing. Uh, because Mr. Taylor was in such a state, the police were called and officers found themselves inquiring into an assault on a forester by alien beings. Right. Wow. Now, there's physical evidence with this as well. We have physical okay. evidence. Detective Constable Ian Walk, the scene of crime investigator, arrived at the clearing to find a large gathering of police officers were already there. He told the BBC he saw strange marks on the ground. There were about 32 holes, which are about three and a half inches in diameter, as well so as marks similar to the, uh, those made by caterpillar tracks. Sounds like mole problem, if you ask me. <laughs> Three and a half inches wide. Yeah. yeah. Thirty-two holes. No, oh, that's not right. How big oh, moles are? No, they're only little. Exactly. They're not three and a half inches in diameter. Yeah, three and a half inches is tiny. Yeah. They, they probably don't dig a hole exactly there. You know, they might dig, dig a bigger hole. I don't know. I'm not a fucking beaver expert. What are they called? <laughs> Moles. Moles. <laughs> well, because these things could have been made by caterpillar tracks, they went to the um, the employer the to see if they had the machine. I was literally thinking... What the fuck Sorry. is going on here? Giant caterpillars. <laughs> but you mean on a on a tank, don't you? Or a bulldozer, <laughs> yeah. A, or a killdozer. <laughs> I thought right. you guys would know known what caterpillar tracks I were. do. I was being... <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> I was thinking about trying to picture all these holes in the floor. And then you said caterpillar tracks. So I was like, caterpillar legs made these holes. They must have been massive caterpillars. <laughs> so I'm not a total idiot. Anyway, after examining every piece of machinery they had up there, they didn't find anything to match. The police officer said that the unusual marks on the ground are only to be found in the clearing 
where Mr. Taylor had experienced his reported close encounter. These marks just arrived, said Detective Constable Walk. They did not come from anywhere or go anywhere. They just arrived as though a helicopter or something had landed from the sky. The police report from the Times said the marks on the ground indicated an object of several tons had stood there, but there was nothing to show that it had been driven or towed away. PC William Douglas wrote, there appeared to be no rational explanation for these marks. What about a US test plane, some sort of thing? Well, that's a possibility. But it's still a UFO. A hoax is also yeah. a possibility, isn't it? It's a very elaborate hoax. I mean, they're, they're saying so, the impressions uh, on the ground are made by something that's se- several tons. Yeah, they haven't got bigger. any machinery that they haven't got any machinery that met, matched the tracks. They went and checked the machinery. Somebody made a weird track. Just look, elaborate hoaxes are the best ones because they last and they work. Well, well, what do you think it was? Well, it's obviously, you, it's obviously some kind of alien craft, isn't it? <laughs> Caterpillar tracks. Alien, yeah, why not? They're effective. Johnny Five. It was Johnny it Five. Been, it could have been Johnny Five. Could have been alien <laughs> Johnny Five. I've just solved it. There you go. <laughs> what do you want? Case, case closed. Johnny Five is alive. And attacking old men in, in the woods of England. Well, ripping their at, the of, at the end of Short Circuit 2, he attacks that bad old man. Ask her, I'm very pissed off. You know, the main bad yeah. guy beats him up. Kind of, well, well, he's got he, that uh, mohawk on his head. So badass, mate. The ending of Short Circuit 2 is absolutely badass. He fixes himself in that little radio show, put, gives himself a mohican, right? And then chases him down. The only issue is the soundtrack plays the song I Need a Hero by Bonnie Tyler as he's yeah. uh, chasing down a bad guy. But hey, it was of its time. Hey, I, I like good. that song. I work out to that song. <laughs> <laughs> of course you do. Of course you do. Of course he does, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's it. I'm tired, I'm fatigued, it's a struggle. Play that, it's motivational. <laughs> Thinking of all them women out there, fantasising of you, their hero. Uh, well, sorry. Well, I must be a hero to someone. <laughs> You're my hero, Ben. There you go, you see, I'm a hero to someone. All <laughs> <laughs> oh, the good men gone. Right, well, what do you think, Mike? I'm going for moles still. Moles. <laughs> moles attacked a, pe- a, a guy. Yeah. yeah. He was Scottish, therefore he was pissed. He was a teetotal church-going war hero, Mike. That's what all they, they all say. Ah. By the BBC. So if he ah. was church-going, this must really fuck with his, um, his Christianity, getting molested by aliens. Well... I imagine that's why he, uh, he probably freaked out in some way. He passed out. And made you know, up a story. Passed out, realised that he'd been assaulted by spiked wheels. By spiked wheels. So how do you how do you explain that this, this assault went down then? This giant alien tank. Well, this giant alien thing touched down, this massive 30-foot high dome. 
Maybe it's got caterpillar tracks like Starbuck has them. You know, they drop the caterpillar tracks on Starbuck. They are a really effective way of crossing bad terrain. Okay, so they touch down. Wouldn't aliens have a hovering flying machine, more likely? Well, maybe sometimes they need to touch down. Recharge. So they... They touched down and deployed the buggy and yeah. accidentally over this old man. And then, then this forester guy comes along and they're like, oh, my God, he can't see us. Launch the spiked wheels. They make mm-hmm. him pass out. The aliens do what they got to do. Have a quick cigarette, have a piss, all that. Go back in. Off they go. Or they ran him over by accident, shit themselves. It was an intergalactic hit and run. That is uh, a possibility. Yeah. You know what they yeah. look like to me? What do you look like to you, Mike? They look like sea mines. Is there a picture? On the article, yeah, on the article there is. The, they look like sea mines, yeah. I was just listening, uh, following along. I'm going um, to look Maybe at he's the... having a flashback. <laughs> yeah. You were attacked. What has been attacked by moles? Do you think he was having some kind of... Uh, well, a flashback, definitely, but... Do you think he was having some kind of post-traumatic stress disorder where he was attacked, sexually assaulted by German sea mines? Could well be. Well, stranger things have happened. I, I haven't got the article. I've only got the one you uh, you sent me, but never mind. I could picture it in my head. Well, so, yeah. Oh, no, there it um, is. Sorry, 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 sorry. Carry on. <laughs> so my laptop's just died. <laughs> sake right are you on your telephone i am on my telephone for the phone yeah that's our problem i had all the articles in front of me on the laptop i'm gonna do some live coaching here come out of skype but don't close it or or end the phone call i know yeah yeah, i can i can load it all up i've I've already played with that guys believe me i'm professional i was just i thought you know it's like talking to me granddad he's dead (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'll have you know I'm literally hands free at the moment walking around my front room plugging my laptop in with my phone in my pocket still talking to you guys wow I'm hands free <laughs> I'm holding out for a hero to the end of the <laughs> night <laughs> it's a great song I'll be able to use a Skype and plug in his laptop. His laptop. <laughs> You're yeah. the hero we need, Ben. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not the hero you deserve, though. No. <laughs> it's, it's Mike's turn to read us an article. Yeah. You it start? is. Yeah, yeah, you can. Okay, this is titled The Red Balloon Coincidence. <laughs> right. It seemed the obvious thing to do for a 10-year-old. Laura Buxton was at her grandparents' golden wedding anniversary and there was a helium-filled balloon going spare. So she wrote on a label her address with a message, please return to Laura Buxton and release the balloon to fly off in the sky. Laura was in Staffordshire, England. Ten days passed and a farmer in Milton, Lilbourne, Wiltshire, pulled a balloon out of the hedge that separated the fields from his neighbour's house. He noticed the name of Laura Buxton, as this was the name of his neighbour's daughter, 
He handed over the balloon straight away, thinking it must belong to her. But this was a different Laura Buxton, though she was also 10 years old, but she lived 140 miles away from the girl who had released the balloon. Right. So nothing unusual so far, really. This is two Laura Buxtons. Yeah, it happened to land in the garden next door to her. That's a hell of a co- co- coincidence. Yeah, really. These things happen all the time. Right, when it goes on further. Mm. Laura Buxton from Milton Lilburn got out her pen and wrote to Laura Buxton in Stoke-on-Trent, Staffordshire. As this was such a coincidence, their parents allowed them to meet up, and then it got a lot more of a bizarre coincidence. The girls, both tall for their age, were the same height, and both decided to wear pink sweaters and jeans for their first meeting. Their hair was brown, and they were both wore it in the same style. One of their dads is a dirty, dirty cheat. That's also a possibility. All right, so... Well, he can't cheat the height, though, can he? Yeah, but, no, I mean, you know, I... What's, it's what's the average height for a 10-year-old girl? What's a Listen. 10-year-old girl's favourite colour? Pink? I'm not, I'm not going for it. You're not buying it? Hang on. Nope. Let, let me lay this out for you, Ben. Ben, let me lay this out for you. You're a, you're a married man. Yeah. You've got a daughter. But you also know you've been living with a secret for... How old are they, Mike? 10? Yeah. So you've been living with a secret for, like, nearly 11 years. That right. Round about the time when you got your wife pregnant, you went and cheated up north with this bird 100 miles away and got her pregnant. Over the years, you've kept an eye. You haven't kept contact, but you've kept an eye. And so you're aware that the other one looks a lot like the daughter that you live with. Are you, you know, called them both Laura to avoid confusion? Well, no, the other couple called them Laura. I didn't think about that bit. But anyway... Is it, is it well, not? the same last name, too, so wait, wait. you could have... Met, has he got two families? Is that, yeah, has he got yeah. Two wives? An, elaborate way, an elaborate way to get them to meet without everyone freaking out and his secret getting found is he let his daughter let go of the balloon, then he had an exact copy of that balloon, which he went and planted in the other daughter's garden, and that's how he... That was his plan. There you go. He's a fucking genius if he came up with that. There you go. Some some men, you know, will go to any lengths to avoid admitting that they shagged some of a bird. In all fairness, though, it doesn't say they looked alike, just that they both had brown hair, wore it in the same style, tall for their age, and decided to wear pink sweaters and jeans. Okay. I mean, it hasn't finished, though. It hasn't finished. Right. Sorry. Okay. Both girls had three-year-old black Labrador retrievers Labrador's one of those popular breeds in the country, so again, not surprising. Have Both you got one? Age. one? Mike ain't got one. Family and dogs, aren't they, Labradors? Have you met somebody Ben Carter who lived 120 miles away who was into the same shit as you and had the same dog as you? You wouldn't. It wouldn't strike you as a bit like... <laughs> this is weird, man. Squid Even Squid. if it is a fucking dog. I've got a good book to lend you, actually, saying that. I'll lend you this book. It's all about coincidences and how, that, how it happens. And how we all think it's crazy. This is crazy what you're about. It's not that crazy. It's, it's... It hasn't even finished yet. They even had grey pet rabbits and had guinea pigs, which were the same colour and even the same orange markings on their hindquarters. Most Cow! rabbits are grey. Oh. Most but rabbits I'm... are grey and there's probably only so many markings of guinea pigs, so let's they... face it. 
this doesn't even impress you, but a bloke who ripped his fucking trousers a bit. That's enough. <laughs> Fine, alien craft, yeah. Fine alien craft and sp- aggressive aliens, yeah. With all-terrain vehicles. Yep. <laughs> this is pretty fucking weird, Mike, this story. I don't know how to but this is fucking weird. It would freak me out. I'd be like, yeah. fuck you. Imagine going down the list. Oh, I've got, what pets have you got? A dog, me too. What's yours? Black Labrador, me too. And then the rabbit. Oh, my God. Same the age. Be like, the dog's the same age fuck? as well. Oh, God, I'd slap the other one in the face. Go, Leave me. It's my life, bitch. <laughs> Kill the golem. Kill the clown. It has, <laughs> it has no soul. Um, Kill yeah. the golem. <laughs> <laughs> I learned that in a, something I watched recently. Not golem from fucking Lord of the Rings. A golem like a G. No, it's a supernatural being, isn't it? It's like a, like a fake. do Judaism. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, in the context I saw it in, the thing I was watching, it was like a clone body of a real human. And it was like, this is my golem, my new body, or whatever. Yeah, anyway. Kill the clone. It has no soul. It's an abomination. <laughs> oh, fair enough. <laughs> Freak you out, though, wouldn't it, Gaz? Weird, isn't it? Oh, yeah, I'd be. If I met somebody called Gareth with long hair, He's into all the same shit as me. The same height. Yeah, and all that. I'd be like, this pretty fucked up, man. I Wearing don't like the same it. clothes on the first meeting. <laughs> I'd feel uncomfortable. And if the way we met was because I released a balloon and it landed in his fucking garden. Come on, Ben. Uh, 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 these things happen. <laughs> <laughs> It's coincidence. No, it's basic psychology. Yeah, it's I coincidence. Think, I think this is perfect evidence we're living in a fucking simulation. That's what I think. <laughs> I didn't think of that, well, yeah. Someone put this subroutine in for a laugh. Yeah. It's to fuck with people like us. Uh, look at the stupid fucking simulated people. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They have no self. They have no souls. Ah, well. Well, is that... Anyone got any more on that one? Coincidence. Fair enough. That's it. Now, which one did you want me to read? Is it the one about the shower? Yeah. And I would say to the listeners, if anybody... Because we're basically going to sound like this for about 11 weeks. And if anyone wants to to sound better, you've got to put your hand in your pocket and send some podcasting equipment to each of our houses... Uh, so we can this sound is true. because I listened to a, a top end professional podcast <laughs> today and they yeah. said they were Skyping it. It sounds the fucking same as it does when they're in the studio. So they're either lying or we need some of that good shit. So I'm not beyond begging. No, yeah, I mean, so, you know, send us send some us toilet money. paper as well if you want. <laughs> Do you know, I'm ashamed of what this has turned us into because I genuinely caught myself considering the theft of a toilet roll today simply because I could have got away with it and it was there in front of me and then I had to have a word with myself like, no, you don't need to steal it, you've got enough. But what have, what have we become? <laughs> <laughs> I 
I watched a good film the other night. It's a Spanish sort of horror film called The Platform. Mm-hmm. And uh, okay. these people, there's like two pierce, two people to a platform, and there's like 333 levels. Yeah. And I in the middle, it's on Netflix, isn't it? Yeah. And in the middle, yeah. there's a big, there's a big slab, and they at the top level they put all the food on, and if mm-hmm. everybody had enough, just for them, just to you know, not being greedy, there'd be enough for everybody on all the levels. But because people right. are so fucking greedy, they take all the, the food. And like by the time it gets to lower levels, there's nothing left, and people are just cannibalising each other. Oh my gosh! Well, lifting. <laughs> uh, Is that the sort of thing you should be watching during this pandemic, mate? Probably not, but I like shit like that. You'd be watching like Police Academy Six, Mission to Moscow, or something. Oh man, fair play. Or well, Tiger humans King. are. <laughs> <laughs> We're just basically disgusting, filthy beasts, aren't we? Selfish I'm beasts. Not, I'm awesome. We are the virus, Gaz. We are the virus. <laughs> 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 and we're going to live forever. Oh, God. It don't sit around. All right, golden God. Pipe down. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. So uh, what's the last one, then, Gaz? The mystery of the Kentucky meat shower. A meat shower is exactly what it sounds like. But it turns out there's a pretty simple, likely explanation for what caused it. On a cool March day in Kentucky in 1876, hunks of meat rained down from the sky. The event was witnessed by a farm wife whose yard was scattered with the chunks of flesh, enough, as was described at the time, to fill a horse wagon full. Wow. I have not what that means, but it was published in virtually all the accounts I've seen, Kurt Goad a professor of art at Transylvania University in Kentucky, and an expert on meat showers said on the latest episode of the Motherboard podcast, science solved it. In 1876, if you said, oh, it was a horse wagon full of meat, that was like saying, it's like a big gulp from McDonald's. So everybody knew exactly what that meant. Goad became interested in the meat showers after moving to Kentucky and picking up a book about local weather phenomena. Shortly after, while going through the school's archives to photograph old portraits, he stumbled across an old jar with a small chunk of flesh floating in amber liquid. Based on his knowledge of the event and the dating of the jar, he was able to determine that it was a sample of that very meat shower. Just sounds like a filthy porn thing, doesn't it? <laughs> or a really, or a really unhealthy a pizza. <laughs> It's a, a bukkake meat shower. Cocks, cocks. Sorry. <laughs> there you are, ranting about cocks again. <laughs> At the time of the meat rain, locals were puzzled. What could have caused it? They tried to determine what kind of meat it was, with guesses that they ranged from mutton to bear meat, and some neighbours were even brave enough to eat it. Fucking hell. Yeah, I'd have had uh, right. if it was it was eighteen something or other and food was well, you know, if I was a pauper living in the streets, you know I'd have been on that fucking meat shower. Yeah. And the bukkake. So probably yeah, to from, pay me. You'd be at the centre of it. So meat falls <laughs> from the sky. And apparently that was not alarming enough for them to not eat it, Goad said. But even after tasting it, the townspeople of Olympia Springs, where the meat fell, couldn't summarise, surmise, sorry, how it happened. 
Samples like the one sent to Transylvania University were preserved and sent to scientists around the country. But before they got a chance to present their hypotheses, everyone kind of lost interest. It wasn't until Goad discovered a long overlooked explanation from a scientist in Kentucky that we finally got the answer. Vulture vomit. Would you eat it now, Ben? Well, I don't know what it is, as I'm cooking it, so why not? No, no, you know, it's vulture vomit. Well, I'll cook it, you know, see what it looks like. All right. I just want to point out, why isn't one of these professors from Transylvania University called Dracul or something like that? I mean, Transylvania (laughs) University, this does not sound credible. (laughs) Well, (laughs) wasn't that a, a kid's movie? Vulture vomit needs to be turned into a metal song. Solo Warden's next album. Vomit. So, this guy, who's a genius, says, meat is heavy. Explain Chuck Walston, the vice president for field programs at the Wildlife Conservation Society. If you want to take off quickly with a huge amount of weight, the first thing you're going to do is vomit. Vultures don't typically vomit from feeling sick because their stomachs are super acidic, which allows them to digest all of the gross stuff they eat like partially decayed carcasses. But vultures tend to gorge themselves when they eat because they don't know when they'll get their next meal. This means they'll have to sit and digest for a while after feeding. But if something startles them and they need to get airborne quickly, they have been known to vomit to lighten the load. And they'll even vomit in the air as they're taking off if they have to. Watson said that a theory that a group of vultures were startled and they were recently fed, causing the meat showers, was a highly plausible theory. And it made sense with what we know about vultures. Goad added that the state of the meat and the kind of tissue found in it would also make sense for a vulture's diet. Well, how lovely. <laughs> well, the thing is, what you've got to look at is this meat just fell from the sky. Looks all right. Cook it, eat it. You don't know it's from a vulture's stomach. Now I know it's from a vulture's stomach. I'd be slightly more apprehensive. But hey, as this quarantine continues, who knows what I'll end up eating? You might be you might be glad of a fucking vulture vomiting in your fucking backyard. You know, if he drops it like half a fucking pig out of it, fantastic. <laughs> have you have you seen on Channel Four Jamie's cooking from home? He's literally his wife's filming him with a cell phone and he's cooking from home uh, to make us all feel better from Channel Four. I oh, hope good for him. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully, hopefully by June he's like and now we prepared vulture vomit burgers. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I was outside of the garden holding out my begging bowl, waiting for the vultures to vomit. <laughs> yeah, so. It's organic, though, isn't it? Yeah, it's all organic. <laughs> oh, man. They well, probably cost you 90 quid in one of the restaurants. <laughs> probably. Well, the thing is, once the um, once this is all over and we've been reduced to eating vulture vomit, we'll never quite get the taste right. We'll, we'll be going to restaurant after restaurant, vulture vomit steak. Oh, I miss the days I could cook a good vulture vomit over that hot shovel in my back garden. <laughs> now all I've got to eat is my own shit. Yeah, that's it. And <laughs> well, long for the days back. Yeah, well, long for the days when vultures weren't extinct. Because it'll be like the Blitz spirit, all these old people really want to get back. Oh, think of the Blitz spirit. Like, I don't want to live in a fucking subway station being bombed. But they One seem to love it. talks about the fucking Blitz spirit. And the people talking about Blitz spirit on Twitter in regards to the pandemic and stay at home are all in their fucking 20s. 
the <laughs> fuck do they know about blitz spirit stupid bootlickers oh anyway what? don't get me started right i think that's right. the last story yeah it certainly is so let's do some weird news and then we'll end the show Let's get the boys' views on this week's weird news. It's a headline for the ages, this one. Strong sperm could impregnate women in swimming pools, child protection chief says. A senior (laughs) child protection official in Indonesia is facing claims to resign after she reportedly claimed women could get pregnant from swimming in the same pool as men with an exceptionally strong type of male sperm. Uh, so my there's, type. Presumably there's another type of male sperm. I knew you. Were, I knew one of us was going to say something about how strong our swimmers were. <laughs> you just beat me hey. to it. <laughs> Damn you! If this wasn't my article, I'd have been in the <laughs> city Hikwamati. Hang on, Hikmawati. Honestly, that Siti Hikmawati, the Indonesian child protection officer, said there's an especially strong type of male sperm that may cause pregnancy in a swimming pool. Even without penetration, men may become sexually excited by women in the pool and ejaculate, therefore causing a pregnancy. Wow. Where did yeah. she learn then by the, um, I don't know, but the Indonesian Doctors Association literally came out like after and said, nah, it's, it's uh, quote, impossible for women to be impregnated in a swimming pool. Uh, yeah, exactly. Well, they, they put chlorine in a swimming pool, don't they? Yeah, yeah. She, she goes on to say the water in a swimming pool contain, contains chlorine and other chemicals. Sperm cannot survive in these conditions. <laughs> and, she's a, and she's a social health minister? Jeez. <laughs> I said that to her. She's a, a, she's a child protection official. Oh. Ben, I, I pulled a girl on a night out once, and uh, she was a bit, a bit on the rough side, shall we say? And um, she was like, "Do you want to use a Johnny?" And do you want to use a Johnny? And I was like, "Nah, it'll be okay." And I looked down at her fanny, and I was like, "Sperm cannot survive in these conditions." <laughs> oh. <laughs> you never, you never said that to her, did you? Of course I didn't. I just made that up. <laughs> Because I just like that phrase, firm cannot survive in these conditions. <laughs> I've never heard the fact that someone who runs a swimming pool has had to say that publicly. Do not yeah. worry. Don't worry. Sperm cannot survive in this water. <laughs> but it's okay for us to open our eyes in it. And do, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Remember how much your eyes used to sting after swimming? Yeah. Oof. Well, they sting oh, after the ladies' eyes sting after you've spunked in them too, mate. It's, it's probably the same thing. I don't know. It's ever spunked in mine. Spunked <laughs> <laughs> in my own, but. <laughs> <laughs> I know they have <laughs> to keep it clean. It's a necessity. Otherwise, a swimming pool would be a rank cesspit of disgustingness. It, mm. The alternative yeah, is so even. I, I, but I those chemicals the can't be good. Yeah, I used to when I was a kid. I don't do it now. I'm an adult. Uh, oh, it's chlorine. It's all right. If I need to go, I'm not getting at the pool. Oh, oh fuck! Put yeah. the chlorine in for. Fucking scumbag. <laughs> I, do, I do it while I'm swimming. Oh god. I do it in the sea, but that's the only time. 
<laughs> oh, you mean you just some dolphin sucking on your piss? You dirty bastard. That's better than someone's kid swimming past you, Ben. <laughs> How do you do it when there's on a boat? Grotty bastard. Like I said, I used to do it when I was a child in the swimming pool. <laughs> Shitfully. Well, looks like one of us is still embracing our youth then, doesn't it? I also used to stand... <laughs> so, you know, like the water jets that would be shooting out of the side? Uh, like, sort of yeah. circulating water at each end yeah. of the pool. I would sort of realise that if I positioned myself in front of it, <laughs> I can't believe I'm admitting this, <laughs> and it would sort of blow against my, uh, you know, my little man, and that I would sort of maybe like that, but not understand quite why. <laughs> and stand We've there all been so, there, guys. We've all been and, there. Stand there so long to the point where the lifeguard, who was a female, came over and was like, I know what you're doing. Can you stop? Uh, <laughs> you know what? That's one step away from being on the fucking register. <laughs> Mate, I'll be back. You fucker. That is, that is one step away from being on the register, even at that age. Yeah, but then not long after that, I discovered actual wanking, so I didn't need to go in a swimming pool and get, you know, my kicks. <laughs> That's true. Oh, I hope you didn't do more than that. Did you look like a shriveled prune, Gaz? (laughs) (laughs) Spending a lot of time in them swimming baths, Gareth. Hours in the morning, two in the early afternoon, two in the evening. Those were my summer holidays. Sorry Uh, for that again. I, I didn't really spend six hours a day in a leisure centre getting my rocks out. <laughs> uh, oh, sure you didn't. You know, I had other things to do. Right. Stuff. Ten-year-old stuff. <laughs> yeah. Normal yeah. ten-year-old. Normal ten-year-old stuff because I wasn't a perverted freak watching okay. Zulu. <laughs> oh! Just wrong watching Zulu. Classic. Ten- Ask anyone. When I'm ten, mate, I watched Predator and Aliens when I was eight. Speaking of Zulu, Ben, like <laughs> my Chinese friend, yeah, he lost his stash of cocaine, and then um, right. he came up to me and he was like, "Have you seen my cocaine?" And I was like, "Not seen <laughs> Zulu, mate." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw that on. on uh... I think I saw that on Facebook earlier. I saw that on Facebook as well. (laughs) You bastards. (laughs) I don't know why we're we're all being shown racist jokes on Facebook. (laughs) Well, I'm playing Gaz for that. (laughs) That's not racist. Right, is this racist if I do this voice? Ari, I'm from Glasgow. Is that racist? Yes. Far for fuck. Yeah. And I've got, I got a pair of boots you can come and lick if you want. Yeah. I'm just taking the piss. Is it racist if I do a Welsh accent? No. It depends who... Sorry. It doesn't depend on how stereotypical it is. I'd eat, boy. Oh, uh, I, I bloody love a sheep, me. Well, that's yes. racist, isn't it? That's not yeah. I'm doing the accent. But if, all right, then, if I say this, is this racist? Oh, hello, I am Chinese, and I am very, very strong and successful man. 
Is that racist? I don't know. I've never really heard any Chinese people speaking. I don't know, but can we just stop doing Chinese voices? <laughs> <on there? laughs> I know it makes you both so uncomfortable. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> I'm just doing it, boys. Anyway, right. Read the next story, Mike, before we get thrown off the internet or Skype. Or better, right. Because they are listening. Yeah. While humans are social distancing, elephants are stealing their wine and partying. Nice. 14 elephants broke into Chinese villagers' wine vats, parted in their tea gardens, and then passed out. Hey. Oh, man, I'd love to be at that party. I like They ransacked a grain alcohol store and drank 30 litres of corn wine between them. Photos nice. of romping around in a neighbouring tea garden and then falling asleep have gone viral. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just look at the pictures of them. There's like one wrestling with the other, and ah, oh, they're all bum to bum. Oh, elephants. Man, I, love, I love elephants. Yeah. You love yeah. bum to bum. No, I love elephants. Full stop. They're great. Sorry. You love bum. Hey, no. Sorry, I'm being a child. I'm literally. Being <laughs> <a child. laughs> what would it matter if I did, Gaz? What would it matter to you, eh? You fascist. <laughs> I mean, I don't mind. I'm just like, hey, I like elephants. Stop trying to pervert my thing. It's just because you said, oh, they're all bum to bum. (laughs) Is that what you like to do with your mates on a sesh? (laughs) It's not a good sesh. (laughs) Bum to bum in a bush. They could have been like buddies. Yeah, they could have been... uh, They could have been. Maybe they were um, like a couple. You know, like an elef- that might be the elephant's version of spooning. Uh. <laughs> you know, I can't, se- I can't, from that picture, guys, and in all fairness, mate, I've never sexed an elephant. I've never looked at an elephant and gone, oh, is that male or female? Of this picture, I can't, well, I don't anyway. think you can miss it then, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, in this picture, Mike, well, I you can't see. What animals have you sexed, Ben? <laughs> <laughs> I never sexed it. Oh, I suppose dogs when I, when I bred me right years ago. But I do it. That's sexing is the, when you literally say this is a boy or a girl, not not sexing them all. <laughs> you said you sexed dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, people will know what I'm on about. Our listeners are clever. I've gone delirious. And I haven't even been locked in the house all day. So, <laughs> so elephants really can get pissed then, not just in Dumbo. No, yeah, they, they love it. They seek it out. Wow. <laughs> and of course, they never forget. They never forget where they found it last. Elephants never forget. <laughs> Is that like an an elephant's AA? Do you think? Well, I don't know, but in this fucking bit, this the last fucking paragraph of this. Can I read it out? Yeah, go for it. In tribal belts, people hide country-made alcohol, but somehow elephants find it. They mark the houses also where they found the last time. So if they see drug people, they they also get irritated since it wasn't shared with them. <laughs> uh, they, get, they get surly when they're pissed. <laughs> you don't I, knew elephants were com- I knew elephants were communists. <laughs> well, communists always drunk. <laughs> Yeah, the guy, you, you, you've got insane, Mike. You, you're a, uh, 
you're attributing human political systems to to wild animals. That's a valid point, actually, Mike. You may have gone insane. <laughs> oh, it's just a concept of sharing. Too much politics. Hey, Mike, since you've been in quarantine, how many Nazi documentaries have you watched? Oh, fucking hell. Too many to count, mate. <laughs> well, no, I've not films. watched a single one. Haven't you? No. No, I watched the film on Amazon called Grey Wolf about uh, how Hitler escaped to the uh, to Argentina. Was it on the back of a large grey wolf? No, it wasn't. It was just the the, the name of the that operation was Grey Wolf. Hitler's code oh. name was Grey Wolf. Fair play. Yeah, it was all Great. right. Actually, we'll do an episode of it one day. Awesome. Right, have we got any more Last to say one? about pigs Oh shit, it's weird. Yeah, it's you. Oh goody. I'm just going to take a sip as I'm <laughs> off the booze still. Oh, fair play. Tito. I'm not. Tito, well, apart from the drugs. <laughs> yeah, why not? They don't care, they're medicinal. Snowflakes! Now, I didn't. This is literally the headline, and it is from the Daily Mail. Snowflakes kill off two fat ladies as Bingo Lingo changes number eighty-eight to Wills and Kate to Ugh. make the game more appealing to millennials. Oh dear, the generation. I've got no problem also... with changing it. I've got no problem with changing it, but just change it to fucking Wills and Kate. I mean, fuck Wills off. And Kate, Wills and Kate. 88. With millennials becoming increasingly keen on the game, traditional bingo callers may have to get used to shouting out things such as 86 Instagram pics. Others include 48, not another Brexit debate, 74, more. Excuse me a second. (laughs) 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 Oh, God. Modern food references also feature 52, brunch for two, and seven, flexitarian. Oh, God. What's a flexitarian? I'm going to get there. Flexible, Ben, and you can't judge them because if I feel like a meat eater today, then I'm a meat eater. And if tomorrow I feel like I'm a vegetarian, that's my choice. Oh, is that it? You're going to do both of it? I'm literally a normal person. I'm guessing on the name flexitarian. I don't know. Remember, you listener are the fact checker. Let us know what the fuck's a flexitarian. Did I get it right? Foxy Bingo has now pulled together a top 20 new calls being demanded by younger players. Jonathan Bowden, cunt, director of Foxy. (laughs) The firm is already looking at revamping its own game to reflect the changing times and to incorporate the millennials language. Mr. Bowden said, we're seeing a record number of younger players visiting the site to play bingo. And the new wave of bingo calls is really switching things up. <laughs> these players. <laughs> these players. God, he sounds like a corporate fucking cunt, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> just get healed, man. Just get out there and suck the corporate fucking cock. Take it down in front of those cameras. <laughs> you have you guys scrolled down to see the um, the top 20 new calls voted for by Foxy Bingo players? No, I'll get there. Hang on. Oh, you, it's going to infuriate you, guys. 
these players, oh no, this don't bother me because I couldn't give two fucks about bingo, to be perfectly honest. I went once. Ugh. Yeah, I went these once. Players, yeah. I only went for the free champagne. Free bottle of champagne. <laughs> I'm going to say this now. Fair play. I'm going to go out on a limb and say this now. I've said a lot of controversial things on this show, usually in jest. This, I say in all sincerity, from the bottom of my heart, bingo is for cunts. (laughs) These players are getting so creative with their bingo calls that I'm sure it won't be long before hashtag Megxit is being used. (laughs) So the top 20... Don't go through them all. Oh, go, top, go to the best ones. Top 20 new calls. Uh, we've had some of these. Oh, fifth fucking hell. <laughs> you'll get, if you go on Twitter a lot, you'll get this one. 15, yes, queen. No uh, idea, mate, what that means. No, no, me. Never mind. 49, Amazon Prime. <laughs> 78, haters gonna hate. Oh. <laughs> this one doesn't even rhyme. 14, Netflix and chill. Oh, shit. 32, fake news. Oh, this one is so hipster. 38, avocado on a plate. (laughs) Oh, go 68. This one's controversial. I'm surprised surprised this one slipped through. 54, lads on tour. I didn't think that sort of thing was encouraged. Lads. Patriarchy. 83. Oh, God, this is so fucking 2020. 83. Gluten free. Uh, <laughs> fucking hell. It's not as if the originals were that bad anyway. It's stuff like. Uber, uh, uh, number nine, get an Uber for mine. Oh, that's terrible. Oh, God. Like, 25. Too fat late. Water life crisis. That doesn't even work. But like if yeah, it's got, got the, uh, the below list. that. Yeah, it's got the list, hasn't it? Yeah, the original ones aren't even that bad. Anyway, fuck anyone who plays bingo and young people and anyone who wants to change the language. <laughs> fucking, I was going to drop another album, but I, I'm pushing my luck with them. Wasn't it last? <laughs> I've already done one of this show. We recorded this on two different days, didn't we? So, ooh, yeah. behind the curtain, listener. So yeah, I think that ooh. concludes my uh, story. Cunty bingos playing. Fair enough. No, cunty people playing cunty bingo. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, All right. So, um, should we end the show then? Go on then. Yeah. So, that is the end of our first quarantine edition. As you say, we'll apologise for any sound quality issues because, you know, we're on Skype, on our phones, we're not professionals. Say thanks for listening. Hope you're all staying safe and quarantined or whatever. Don't drink the flavor aid and don't join a cult unless it's a tiger cult. <laughs> I've been Gaz. Thank you very much for listening. Free Biff Tannen and applaud me because I am now a key worker. Oh, yeah. Uh, thanks. Oh, fuck right. you. You're just jealous because you're. Are you, you listen to I'm a hero in the gym, but I'm an actual hero in life. Guys, <laughs> it's 25 to 8. I'll go out and, and applaud you at 8 o'clock if you want. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do really. I'm going to pacify you. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
Yeah. I'll clap. Well done, hero. Well, you never left the flat once. <laughs> you can still clap in the flat. Oh, you can clap at the window. Is that too far, though? You're not supposed to go out. You are. He's supposed to stand by your front door outside. You've got to go drop him off care packages. Yeah, hasn't texted me yet. I assume he's all right. I'll be dead before that happens, guys. <laughs> Mike. Mike, is there anything you would like fetching tomorrow? No, you're right, mate. I've I've got to manage to get a shopping delivered, so you're right. Cheers. See, he's fine. I knew he'd be fine. Did you bother to check? No. I, I knew he'd be fine. I knew he'd be fine. <laughs> Look, I've been down with the world of tiger courts the last two days. Oh, I've been driving around the entire country during a pandemic, Ben. I'm a literal hero. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Well, <laughs> thank you. Anyway, enough of my no. ego. We've 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 chatted on over mics. Goodbye. All right. Sorry. Righto. Thanks <laughs> for listening. Peace out. May the force be with you. Awesome. Hey, Mike, you've got plenty of time to read that Jedi stuff on this time off. Plenty of time, ah. mate. Plenty of time. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Stay safe, everybody. Stay in your house, you cunts, unless, unless you go to a hardware shop. <laughs> <Yeah>. Thank you. <laughs>